Hello and welcome to 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, all about healing after a stroke. I'm Christine, a stroke survivor. I had a pontine hemorrhagic stroke and I understand how recovery can be a real roller coaster ride. My hope is to help other stroke survivors transform the ups, the downs, and the scary drops into something more manageable, more like the carousel. And you even get to pick your own horse. Welcome to the podcast of Seven Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers. Season 1, Episode 7. Let's talk to a neuroscientist. The information and conversations in these podcasts are general in nature and do not replace the care and instruction that you receive from your doctor or therapist. Please discuss your own personal needs and circumstances with your healthcare provider. You can join the conversation through email at 7 peppers at gmail.com or you can tweet us at number 7, capital J, small a-r-s, or on Facebook at 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers. This week's quote of the cast. If the brain were so simple we could understand it, we would be so simple we couldn't. By Lyle Watson. Since having my stroke more than a year ago now, I have learned so much about the brain. The more I learn, the more I realize how little I know. The brain is such a mysterious conglomeration of processes and signals. My sister once told me we know more about outer space than our own brains. For myself, I've had such strange contradictory symptoms because of the part of my brain that was affected. I can remember what cinnamon tastes like, but when I drink my favorite chai latte, I cannot tell if there is any cinnamon in it. So why can I remember the taste, but not actually taste it? When I do the dishes, why can I feel the water on my left hand, but have troubles telling what temperature it is? How do all these billions of neurons work together to make up who we are and how our bodies function? It's amazing the organization that takes place in our brains for something that I know I used to take for granted, like being able to tell the difference between a nail scratching me or a feather, or all the signals our brains have to interpret to enable us to drive. It usually works together so well that we aren't even aware of all the background work our brain is doing. Most people who have had some type of injury in their brain are referred to a neurologist. Neurologists have the background and extensive schooling to help understand what's going on. Neurology, this is from Wikipedia, is a branch of medicine dealing with diagnosis and treatment of conditions of the central and peripheral nervous systems. Neurology relies on the field of neuroscience which is the scientific study of the nervous system. Today, we are going to talk to a cognitive neuroscientist. Maybe he can provide some answers. I'd like to introduce this week's guest. 
Ty McKinney is a 26-year-old neurology researcher with his roots in central Alberta, Canada. Shout out to Wetaskiwin. Ty completed his degree in psychology from the University of Alberta, and more recently, he completed his master's from the University of Utah in 2018. He plans on entering further graduate studies at the University of Utah with a goal of eventually gaining his doctorate in personalized medicine. Ty hopes to one day head up community-oriented research. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today, Ty. I'm so glad we have this opportunity to speak with you while you're back in Canada for a few days. So first, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah. Um, so I grew up in the Otasquin area. Um, and then when I first went off for uh, college, I initially actually wanted to go into engineering. Um, but I realized that I didn't like repetitive math and I didn't like computer <laughs> programming and I didn't particularly care about bridges. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> But when I was uh, doing that, I was also in a psychology class at the time, and I was absolutely fascinated by how the brain could mediate all the aspects of our experience. And all I right. thought that it was really cool uh, to learn about that and to think about the ways that you might be able to use that to, you know, promote some like positive change. So, right. Yeah. So then I switched over to, you know, uh, uh, focusing on neuroscience for my degree. And turns out I still did computer programming and repetitive <laughs> math. But now with this like renewed um, like focus, I actually came to really enjoy it. That's great. Yeah. So what was your first degree and where did you get it from? Um, so I got my uh, degree in psychology from the University of Alberta. Right. Um, and then for my degree, I was actually working in a rat laboratory. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, it was really cool from that side because I got to like really uh, intimately learn like how like specific uh, parts of the brain work and think about like how that might kind of translate over to you know people right um, and it ended up being a really good foundation for where I went for uh, graduate school so tell us a little bit about your graduate school now um, so uh, right now I'm in a, a PhD program for um, uh, within the Department of Psychology specializing in cognitive and neuroscience okay. and my research uh, specializes on trying to understand brain behavior relationships and how those might be able to be used for assessment. So if we understand how this particular part of the brain might be working for you, what does this mean for how you might um, behave or function in like the real world? How fascinating. Yeah. So where are you pursuing your doctorate through? Uh, the University of Utah right now um, in ah. beautiful Salt Lake City. <laughs> nice. Um, and you said that actually our weather right now here is better than down in Utah. Yeah, no, um, I'm used to, so like Salt Lake is in a desert, so I'm used to like that being like really warm, but I was, uh, I got a little bit of sun yesterday that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Welcome to sunny Alberta. Yeah. That's fantastic. So um, aren't you also director of research for an organization out of Calgary? Yeah, so I'm the research director for Branch Out Neurological Foundation. Um, so while I was uh, working in that rat lab, I actually got a research grant through Branch Out. I was the th uh, one of the first uh, grant recipients for the organization. Wow. Um, and it was a really awesome opportunity. Essentially, it gave me a summer job to work in the lab for the, uh, the summer. Nice. Um, and as a result of that, I didn't have to work um, on, in a restaurant as much over that summer. <laughs> yeah. And then I just kind of kept in contact with... Uh, uh, at that point, it was all purely on a volunteer basis with the volunteers, right. and my involvement kind of kept growing and growing because I tend to overcommit to things, and now it's turned into yeah. something beautiful. Now, uh, I really enjoy all the work that I do with them. 
That's fantastic. Do you find it difficult working with an organization out of Calgary while you're studying in Utah? With the internet, it's actually not that difficult. Uh. Uh, yeah. Um, so most of the work that I do um, like can be done like uh, online virtually. So nice. it's actually fairly easy to do a lot of that from uh, a distance. Um, and then I still get to once a year come into Calgary for a couple of the events. That's fantastic. Now, I know I've read your blog, Ty the Neuro Guy. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Um, so one thing that really isn't taught in a lot of um, science-based uh, education is how to communicate science to non-scientists. Right. Um, so it was actually um, uh, my involvement with Branch Out that helped me appreciate that like this is um, a need uh, that kind of needs to be filled. Mm -hmm. um, so like I'll write a paper, you know, based on my own research, and there's a lot of words that are hard to pronounce in more than five syllables. <laughs> For sure. So um, if you don't have a degree specifically in what I'm studying, you might not understand it. And that's really sad and unfortunate because there can be a lot of really cool information out there in the research community that just doesn't get disseminated out to the public. Right. But at the same time, um, I realize that uh, there's not always the best science journalism because a lot of times the studies tend to be overly reduced and simplified and the some important details don't always get communicated through. So um, starting this year, I decided to do a blog uh, taking uh, research interests related to Branch Out and I would just communicate what I knew about like that area of research uh, to a lay audience and just try to have fun with it. Um, not take myself too seriously. That's fantastic. And I know the, the blogs that I've read have been just fascinating, learning more about how our brains work, which is important for everybody, and especially for someone like me who has had a brain injury. So from looking at your website, Branch Out, that you hold a lot of different events to raise money for awareness. I read on your website, paraphrasing, <laughs> that your organization aims to accelerate tech solutions and non-pharmaceutical approaches to neurological disorders, while through your grant program, which you were the recipient of yeah. early, in, early in your um, academic career, um, you fund top neuroscientists exploring alternative brain research. So your vision is a world free from neurological disorders. That's an amazing and wonderful goal. Can you tell us more about it and the ways Branch Out hopes to accomplish it? Yeah. So um, uh, Crystal Phillips is the executive director of Branch Out, and she was diagnosed with MS when she was younger. And she was able to have a, a really um, miraculous recovery. Um, in the sense, like she changed uh, aspects of her diet and physical activity and her lifestyle and used some complementary alternative uh, uh, medical approaches to treating her disorder. Right. And it worked out very wonderfully for her. I think she's been nine years now, both drug and symptom free. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. So it's a it's a very powerful story. And over the course of her journey, she realized that there's not a lot of scientific research for essentially the methods that helped her healing process. Right. Um, so she saw a need um, to essentially fund research on those topics. Um, so that's what Branch Out has uh, been doing since it's been uh, uh, since it was born. Wow. Um, but within the last couple of years, uh, we've also tried to take a step back and be like, okay, we can fund research, but what are some other things we can do to make this research more impactful? So right. now we're starting to uh, come up with some more out-of-the-box ideas on how we might be able to take research that's done in the laboratory, but um, help it have a little bit more of an impact for people in their day-to-day -day lives. 
Um, this is through things like the the blog that I write. It's right. like, you know, let's take some uh, knowledge that we know from science and let's help uh, normal people understand it. So that mm-hmm. we don't have to have a degree to know about the brain. Oh, that's amazing and wonderful work that just is going to benefit so many people. Oh. Um, so... Uh, Branch Out has many different fundraisers. I know there's a big one coming up in June. I was hoping to help out with it, but I'm not quite ready from recovering from my stroke to help out. But I hear it's year eight. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this upcoming fundraiser? Yeah, so um, it's the Branch Out Bike Tour. So it's actually our main fundraiser over the uh, the entire year. Um, So up to date, I think Branch Out has raised... um, over two million dollars since it was um uh, uh, born started wow and a lot of that has been through the bike tour okay yeah um that's yeah that's where it started out and that's where uh, a lot of things were spearheaded from and now um it's held in panorama bc um i should know the dates off the top of my head but i don't but they are on the websites <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah and i think it's in june sometime so going yeah. to school in the states are you going to be able to attend this fundraiser uh, not the this one, no. Um, I do try to come back for uh, branch out events where I can, but unfortunately, uh, the bike tour is just a little harder for me to get to since it's in Panorama. For um, sure. But actually, just this last week, I was in uh, Calgary for a branch out event, uh, Your Brain on Art, and it was actually a really cool event. Oh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So um, uh, since branch out was started, we funded over 70 different research projects, and uh, we had this idea, or well, I think Crystal had the idea. Uh, what if we inspire, made some art related to the science? Oh. Yeah. So we took all a um, bunch of neuroscientists that we had funded, and we paired them up with uh, local artists. And then there was a neuroscience-inspired art, and there was an art show surrounding it. That is just amazing. Wow. It seems that Branch Out and all of you involved are really cutting edge for for getting awareness of our brain out there and healing. I know um, when I looked at the website, there's many different volunteer opportunities for different people. I know I'm trying to find some that are suited for me. And I've been emailing with different people and they've been so accommodating because of my brain injury of what I can do. Um, Do you know how many volunteers you have and what sort of things you have them doing? Um. That's a complicated question to answer. (laughs) So, like, I mean, uh, there's volunteers, you know, for the events themselves, um, for, like, helping orchestrate those. Um, Like, uh, I myself am a volunteer right now. Um, Okay. Yeah, so... Essentially, there's a lot of different people where they might have a particular skill that, like, could be of use to branch out. And then we just try to find ways to make it mutually beneficial. Um, I see. Yeah. So, like, for example, for myself, like, it's been very good for a professional development perspective. A lot Mm -hmm. of the things that I do for branch out um, make me a better professional scientist. Um, So it's been very uh, nice that way. And uh, different people have found, like, different niches and uh, specific ways that they can contribute that, you know end up coming up with a really cool project idea to either um, help increase the impact of the research or raise awareness or just really cool ideas like um, creating art based on neuroscience. That event was entirely organized by a group of ladies that volunteered their time. Well, amazing. And isn't that great that your organization is so open to so many different things? I love the openness and that it's geared towards pairing scientists with lay people. So your vision is a world free of neurological disorders. Anything um, 
for stroke survivors or stroke research at the moment or that would relate to stroke survivors? Yeah. So while I was at the University of Alberta, there was another lab that um, was looking at um, this idea of enriched environments. Mm -hmm. So when people have a stroke, oftentimes they'll go to a hospital bed. And you would probably understand the hospital bed is not the most uh, exciting environment. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the PI for this lab, uh, Fred Colburn, he was um, interested in, well, what if you put the um he worked with rats what if you put the rats in um a more fun environment just like uh, you know give them toys give them like you know playmates that kind of stuff and they found that there was actually a lot of uh, benefit from that um uh having people be in a more um enriching environment something that they got a little bit more uh, personal gratitude out of amazing so they're trying to put that towards people who have brain injuries well so um The way that science often works, a lot of times you have to study something in animals, and then once you have a proof of principle, then you can start implementing uh, some of those principles um, uh, in more clinical situations. So I'm not sure to the extent that it's being um, actually translated over to um, clinical practice right now. Right. Um, But that's just, um, from the research side of things, something that I think is, like, really cool. It's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So... Any last words for um, people with neurological disorders or any tips or hopes for the future? Um, well, I think uh, one really important thing to realize when it comes to like neurological disorders is that everyone is different. Right. Um, so there's lots of things that might work for some people that might not work for other people. And it's just really important to keep an open mind and, you know, try different things. And there's a few uh, heavy hitters, things that will benefit almost everyone in some way. Um, And there are things that your grandma would probably tell you to do, like, (laughs) you know, eat right, you know, get good sleep, get some physical activity. Um, Essentially, the more you enrich your life and have those kind of like good uh, lifestyle foundations, it promotes your brain health in a number of different ways. Um, I think I actually wrote my first blog article was on how physical activity can promote neuroplasticity. Oh, that's fantastic. And wise words. I love uh, your reference to grandma because yeah, grandmas know a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, um, I think uh, one really cool thing about uh, my journey with science is um, oftentimes we'll have these ideas about, you know, how the world works, but there's no data that actually suggests that's the way it is. Right. And sometimes I'll be surprised how those like old wives tales, you know, thing my mo- things my mom has told me uh, right. turn out to actually be more true than I initially thought. <laughs> Well, that's great. So any last words or? Um, if um, you're a person that um, is struggling with a neurological condition or a mental health uh, condition in some way, uh, there is hope. Um, if you are willing to put in the effort uh, to make your journey more successful and you're willing to keep an open mind, there's a number of different options out there. And I would encourage you to talk with your physicians, uh, talk with a uh, different uh, Um, people that might be able to offer some uh, therapeutic services and you never know what that particular thing that might work particularly well for your brain that's fantastic inspiring words thank you so much for joining us today and lending your expertise I mean it's it's so enlightening and enriching in your words of hope yes I mean anytime recovery is involved or self-improvement it's got to be some impart from the person affected as well as the people around them. So 
thank you and always listen to what your mama says <laughs> yeah yeah no mama's right for sure thanks again ty and good luck back in your studies and pursuing your doctorate oh thank you very much it was my pleasure to be on the podcast bye-bye thank you Now it's time for Speak to the Tweet. One tweet we got this week asks, could you do an episode on healthy lifestyles? That's a great idea. We could consider aspects of diet, exercise, and even include life balance issues. Great idea, and thanks for the tweet. Stay tuned for this episode in the future. This week's Joke of the Week. What do you call a skull without one billion neurons? Give up? A (laughs) no-brainer. Yep, fits the groaner criteria. Coming up next... This week's Stroke Link. Hey, Christine. Wasn't that amazing how much Ty knows about brains? Yet, we've only scratched the surface of what there is to know. I know. I can't believe how complex our brains are. It is the ultimate supercomputer. No kidding. You know, I looked at the website for the organization that ties the director of research for. It's called Branch Out Neurological Foundation. It's well organized and has so much information. It's also written for people who are not neuroscientists. I love their website too. I also signed up to receive their leaflet, a monthly neuro newsletter I receive through email. It keeps me updated on new research, helpful information, and events. Yeah, it's written in a a really fun and interesting way. I love Ty's blog too, Ty the Neuro Guy. I know. They've taken a serious subject and injected some fun without taking away from the importance of what they're doing. Yeah, and there's always something new to see. We recommend this link, Branch Out Neurological Foundation, www.branchoutfoundation.com. It certainly is worth a look. Last but not least, remember FAST, F-A-S-T. If you or a loved one experience any changes in your face, arm, or speech, time to get yourself to the hospital quickly. You can call 911 in Canada for emergencies, or for inquiries, you can call HealthLink in Canada at one 866-408-5465 and talk to a healthcare professional. Hey, so that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and leave us a comment on Podbean. If you have any questions or comments, jokes or ideas for future topics, don't hesitate to get a hold of us. Please also visit our webpage, 
at www.7jarsofhotpickledpeppers.com. So until next time, remember, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, then it isn't the end. Goodbye and good health.